Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast Invest in You. This is episode number 87 and today I have got a very special guest. We've been trying to set this up for a while and I'm so pleased to welcome Luke Carter today. Thank you very much, uh, Frederick. I've listened to a number of your podcast episodes and uh, absolutely fantastic. I love the, the title, Invest in Yourself. Yep. I think when you invest in yourself, you can do so much more for other people as well. So, yeah, really excited to share my experiences. Perfect. And uh, excuses from Ivan and Sholi, they are doing school business today and, and training. Okay, so... When I found you, I can't remember where, but it must have been LinkedIn the first time round. Yes. Uh, so. Lots and lots of mutual connections, mm-hmm. uh, many similar interests, and uh, here we are. So one thing that triggered my thinking, it says a word on your title which says family office. What does family office mean to you? Uh, well, to me, it's, it's far more than the business sense. Yes. Like, for, for me, it's always been about legacy, yep. heritage, and things like that. Like so it. I really do think that it doesn't really matter what else you create apart from, you know, something really special to me is what you instill in your family, um, yes. you know, through the generations. And I think if I can uh, obviously leave them loads of opportunities... Um, but also leave them a mindset which will carry them through so they can kind of embrace their own bliss and their journey and yep. go after their passions. I see family offices as not only an investment vehicle, sure, you can get involved in banking, commodities, property, yes. whatever you want, uh, research, giving back. But I think, you know, giving back often starts with yourself and, and at home. And to teach that mindset is just so valuable to me. Um, that's what I've always been uh, fascinated to do. Yeah, so rewinding a bit. So uh, your name is Luke Carter. Uh, you are British. Yeah. And uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself because we've got, we got a very international audience. Absolutely. Well, I'm British, um, but uh, my father's actually um, half Anglo-Indian. Yep. So he's from a, a little place in northern India, uh, where he, he, his father was, um, Lucknow, which is a very interesting uh, a colonial place, yes. uh, full of uh, rich architecture and, and heritage. So some of the heritage comes from there. Um, I believe his grandfather used to have a, a Carter Crest and um, servants and things like yes. that, which was quite um, unusual at that time, Indeed. I would have thought. So very much keen to explore some of that. I'd never been to India, but I, I definitely want to go at some stage and we'll probably do that visit. Yep. Um, on my mother's side, my grandma came from Venice. Okay. So you can see how um, we've got a, a, a... So Venice, Italy, right? Yeah, yeah Venice, yeah. Italy. Yes. Um, just outside... Um, Venice itself. So she came uh, during the war. Well, actually, she met my grandfather um, during the war in Italy. Yep. And uh, came back to live in the UK. So obviously, uh, between all the heritages, uh, we just love good food. (laughs) (laughs) So I love a curry, but then a carbonara (laughs) suits me fine too. Yeah, perfect. perfect. So uh, yeah, definitely. Well, super interesting. Yeah, no, I I have had thanks to work uh, the the chance to to live in India, and uh, also during the. Well, similar experience as, as you said, with having the, the chance to have mm-hmm. uh, the servants, to have driver, to have cleaner, all of those things uh, set up. And it is a very different life. I was there with, within the diplomatic community, which also you're quite privileged mm-hmm. uh, by having a, a good setup around yourself. So yeah, highly recommend to go. I was also living in the north part of India. Okay. Kashmir. 
Lovely. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, definitely worth a visit, I think, for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So we uh, are talking about many things today. We hope to touch upon topics uh, including spiritual, uh, a little bit around investments, uh, and also like life learnings in general. Yeah. So let's jump into like general life learnings. Have you had any good role models? Might be f- uh, friends, family, uh, books. Absolutely. I think, yeah, where it starts at home and kind of how I want to continue my yes. legacy, um, I, I learned from my upbringing. Great. So it was great coming home from school and you know, obviously my dad used to play football for, uh, for anyone that uh, didn't know um, and he would be home from training early um, and I'd come home to building sites and yes. all sorts and construction, there's construction development and all sorts going on so it was great fun. But I think in all of that, you just see uh, the creation process firsthand. You yes. see that uh, obviously there are ups and downs and challenges, and you know it doesn't. You know it often looks very smooth from the outside, but from the inside, um, I was just kind of insti- it was instilled into me that these challenges they they are surmountable, and they're you know they're amazing rewards you kind of receive afterwards. Um, yes. Both in terms of um, you know direct experience and things you might use for um, you know in the future, it's just invaluable. Yes. So I believe not only is it the result of your you know the experiences you go through yourself. I think you can watch experiences and feel them at the time. And I got just a sense of every challenge was you know, basically turned into a positive, and that yes. was the vibe, um, kind of how I grew up. Um, so yeah, very very fortunate. That's there. that's great because yeah. exactly the same circumstance can be seen usually as something positive or something negative. Exactly the same set of yeah. experiences. So, yeah. yeah. So I never had any fears or anything like that. In fact, my beliefs that I um, did generate when I when I was young is that anything is possible. Perfect. You can have anything um, you want at all, and to go after your passions. Yep. Which you know sometimes takes a while to <laughs> uh, figure out what your passions are. In fact. It's quite bizarre because I think often we we forget what our original passions were. We go, true, true. Yeah, go through life maybe ten years, five years later, and we just go back to the point where um, we were children again, and then we kind of yes. think, "Oh, I knew that all along." Uh, before. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's very interesting with the different yeah. stage of life. So, uh, if you just look on like stage of life mm. from an age point of view, right now uh, I'm mid mid forties, which mm. usually where. Most people have like this wake up call, like ah, I need to do something with my own physique. Yeah, uh, that's usually the time when that kicks in, and yeah. yeah. So also in my case, I'm doing some training. Yeah. So well, live stage for yourself. Where are you at the moment? Yeah, I mean, maybe I should do a bit more training. Uh, no, no, but the uh, f- family stage, right? <laughs> early family, young yeah, family. Yeah, early family. So I've um, been married a few years now. Great. Uh, to Alicia, and I've also got a uh, baby girl. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. 18 months old. Uh, still waiting for her sleep. <laughs> no, she's a very good sleeper. Um, but I think in general, you're just always worried about them, aren't you? So yes. even when she does sleep well, I'm thinking, yeah, it's a bit too quiet now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should go and check. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure many people can relate to that as well. So yeah. back to what we spoke about there in terms of your experiences. Mm. Your, your dad was a professional footballer. Mm. Uh, and then he also got into property and real estate or how did that happen? Yeah. Was it an interest? Yeah, it was a, a mutual passion shared between Great. my mother and my father. Perfect. And so before that they were obviously uh, buying and investing into property and they used to do it on the side, the, you know, when yep. they came back from uh, training. 
Um, my mum used to run the construction sites and it was great. It worked fantastic. And we lived in many, many places, about yeah. 16 houses. Yep. Moved up to Scotland, back down again. Um, great adventure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So doing that for yourself and other people. Yes. Uh, it's great. No, that, that's, that's good. Uh, and, and you learn so much from every project or everything you do. You pick mm. up experiences if you're open-minded. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd never wish for myself to have a completely smooth journey anyway. I just feel so grateful for all the challenges. Yep. Maybe not at the time I was in the early stages of my development, self-growth. Couldn't quite see. You think, oh, you know, why me and all these situations. But that's, I think that's just a result of not knowing... Uh, not learning the lessons. Yep. So every time you don't learn the lesson or, you know, I don't know, you might mask it with something. You might drink too much coffee, too much uh, whiskey maybe. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yep. And um, it, it just grows and grows. But now I, I get excited when there's a challenge or a roadblock because I think, well, the quicker I learn that lesson, I'm not going to have the same one again. Yep. Um, yep. It'll be, a, in fact, that'll be the point where I change and evolve and become even stronger and happier and strip away yep. limiting beliefs. Have you come across uh, Pascal uh, uh, Brain Freeze, uh, Ray Dolio? Uh, no, is, is big, big, very big in investments, and he very much brought into his organization very much the problem solution thing. Mm. And it's also okay to fail as long as you can learn from it. And also, lots of learning yeah. uh, in the team, cross learning, sharing that mistake or whatever it might be, and also very open communication, which. I sometimes in investment circumstances find mm. that it's not so common. Yeah. If you got to like a failure in investments, usually yeah. people try to hide that. Yeah, no, that's it. And I think a lot of the times now, no, I hope so anyway. I think we're on the right track to um, employers and uh, even partners realizing that actually there's a lot more that you gain from things going uh, wrong. Yes. I, I, don't, I can't even remember who it was, but I, I think I saw someone uh, tag on their profile that, oh, I've been involved in um, the turnaround or the failure, yes. or the, yes. you know, from failure to success of X company. And I think, in a way, that's more impressive, isn't it? We, yes. we can all uh, make hay when the sun shines, but... You know, yeah, I mean, it's easy to, to be in, in flipping properties as long as the market goes up all the time. And yeah. it doesn't take rocket science, but... Then uh, today it's a little bit more challenging to find the right deals and, and so. Yeah. Uh, are you still involved in new deals, so to speak, acquisition? Yeah, yeah, still involved. Um, so I've been involved uh, well since I could uh, first buy a property when I was eighteen. Yes. Um, which is uh, ticking along now. Uh, now about thirty-two. So, yep. Um, yep. Yeah, portfolio landlord developer. Uh, buying, uh, retaining joint ventures, yes. things like that. Um, and we recently started kind of a funding arm um, and kind of event side of things yep. as well. Um, so uh, I've, very, see, I've seen it on social media as well because uh, yeah. the the funding side, I mean, many people say like, mm. if you have got the, the right deal, the money will come, mm-hmm. but it's not usually that easy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think yeah, everyone wants the cheap money or things yep. like that, but you've got to bring the value to the table. Absolutely. Even yep. if it's just uh, introducing yourself personally, because people invest in people, don't they, at the end of the day? Indeed. So I'd rather build up a relationship for a long term. Yeah. Rather than well, I'll throw in a term there, which kind of links both money and, and people side. Mm. When I say smart money, what does it make you think? Smart money it normally makes me think uh, first in the game. Yep. However, I, I, you know, I don't think it's a one-size-fits-all. Yep. I saw an interesting, I think it was a TED Talk on procrastination, 
and I think there was an investor and they were getting a bit worried about this investment company um, going to market. I think it was a glasses company actually okay. in the States. I cannot recall exactly, but um, it's getting a bit worried. Like these guys are, no, they're, they're taking too much time and things like that. But what they were really doing is they were, they were not scared to kind of fail many times. Yes. But what they were doing is they were refining and refining and refining. And they didn't want to be the first to market. They didn't care about having a monopoly. Good point. But they wanted to avoid the mistakes that everyone else was making and be a leader by refining and revising, yes. which actually is a really good strategy as well. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, mo- most successful companies today, which are out there still, they are exactly that. So it's not they are not the first pilot company in, in one aspect. So yeah. and also sometimes you can really take great ideas and merge them. Mm. Uh, so I like that. Yeah. Uh, entrepreneurship, something for you? Uh, I love it. I love entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah, I went from an age, uh, I think it was 12, 13, 14, I used to sell these kind of military uh, LED torches first time right. country from um, ASP in America. I used yes. to import them. That was good fun. Um, and I went on to um, create many different companies, uh, some in the food and gifts uh, automotive and, yes. and also telecoms, uh, premium rate um, telephony, and uh, yeah, all great fun. But they all had that kind of the core theme running through, where they were kind of creating something that people might remember. Yep, yep. So I think unless it's got them core themes running through, I'm, I'm just not going to be passionate, and then I'm going to or any time or sign of uh, difficulty or challenge, which there will be, uh, including growing pains in the positive yep. side as well. Um, yeah, it just doesn't motivate you enough if you haven't got that passion. Yeah. So similar with property, I don't, I don't really like buying things that I don't like the look of, um, just because of the capital. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I want to be able to look back with kind of pride rather than saying, oh, "Okay, yeah, that, uh, why was that your favourite investment? Oh, I made loads of money. Yeah, that's great, but you know, of course, that's the primary objective. But you know, you want to show something that you know is, uh, I think, uh, yeah. To yeah, no, I also got like targets linked to like how many homes you can create. Mm. Uh, also, like to bring something nice into the community. Yeah. There are many great things that I would like to bring in from other parts of the world to the UK. Yeah. Like to create a like eco village, very much like mm. neutral and where people can have their own small allotments, all of those things. Like, I love to do that ideally in like the green greenfield areas but yeah. that is hard to get the planning across to do that yeah definitely uh, anyway Absolutely. anyway we'll see later I think it's an amazing things uh, on the kind of the, the prefab home market as well Indeed. we're uh, looking to partner up with some uh, people and companies uh, that manufacture them things I think they're so great uh, yes. saving obviously the cost on the environment and just something a bit different as well yeah it is and, and also yeah. saving time uh, considerably I mean my yeah. First real home in Sweden was a uh, prefabricated house mm-hmm. uh, around 130 square meters, yeah. and it took them two and a half days to assemble it. Wow, uh, and yeah. then yes, some small bits and pieces inside. So yeah. total time I think around three weeks for a new brand new home. Yeah, uh, wow, <laughs> very different. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, fantastic. Yeah, we've yeah. seen one similar um, go up. I think it's got a Hoff home or something. Yes, uh, yes. A development we've got going up um, in, in Scotland. But it's kind right. of finished now. But someone's uh, it's quite a sizable house. I'm guessing it's probably about eight to ten thousand square feet. Yes. And that went up in about you know, two, three uh, weeks, I think, something like that. Uh, whereas obviously that was, um, ours was a traditional build, it took much longer. Yes. Um, but yeah, fascinating. Well, what's your most inspirational development you've been working with so far? Mm-hmm. And what did you learn from that one? 
most inspirational development. Um, I'm finding a lot of inspiration for my self-growth stuff, to be honest. Yep. Uh, I've obviously been involved in things I'm passionate about uh, in, the, in the food and gift sector. That that was great fun. Um, but I'd say, yeah, the self-growth, I'm really, um, I've always been a little bit of a preacher to be yes, honest. Yes. People get fed up, they go on forever. But actually, <laughs> um, yeah, I started to listen to myself on that one. Yep. And I've uh, always been big on the generosity, but I kind of, uh, went off the rails a little bit in the wrong direction um, with the not giving too much but I think I think if you don't give back to yourself yes then I think one of the things um, I realised is you just have to do that first because you know what is unconditional giving like we can easily get caught up in the ego giving um, yep. and needing to impress oh look at what I've done I've given here XYZ but now I think when you're starting to lose the, uh, the the need to share what you've given, I think that's a really um, good indicator uh, if you're giving yes. unconditionally. And then, yes. of course, if you're doing that, you're contributing to the world better, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's lots of ideas around like responsible investing as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely uh, an interesting area. And also, if you'd like to give like now and then for very targeted things, or like just a percentage of mm. of Revenue or profit, uh, and then some people don't give at all. And uh, yeah, yeah. and I find the times when I give the most and the best, it's usually where I share my time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where, while the time can be multiplied. I mean, for example, us sharing ideas on the podcast is mm. helping many, many people at the same time yeah. instead of working just on a one-to-one basis. Absolutely. But uh, I'd like to say a special thanks today, Luke, for coming to do this face-to-face. Like we agreed, mm. uh, that yeah. this is the the best and nicest way to do it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and not always lo- logistically possible to do. So yeah, great, yeah, great yeah. one. I always like to make that effort because it's, it's just great for everyone yes. um, to share that kind of energy as well. Yeah. Perfect. So, surely, uh, usually always ask, what does invest in you mean? Invest, investing in yourself. Investing in myself. I think um, as I've gone on kind of the self-growth and spiritual journey, I've, I've realized more and more that actually a lot of what we see in the outside world is a reflection of ourselves. Even when we meet someone that we might think, oh, are they being nasty today or this and that. But actually, I found when I've gone up, uh, gone outside, down the street even, in a a really radiant frame of mind, it's almost as if the reality has totally changed. People can't do enough for you. It's just amazing. I'm thinking, well, actually, that's the way forward. Uh, in life to work on yourself yep. and to kind of destroy the limiting beliefs whether they are put there um, by the conditioning as we go through life um, we all are pretty much everything in one but we've just got to strip Indeed. back to the source so investing in me is all about um, the best way I can serve others is to make myself better yeah definitely yep. and that's not a selfish thing it's in fact it's as long as you've got the idea of giving, it's it's going to increase it massively. Yeah, no, exactly. G- giving or serving and so on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, valid points. Uh, another thing we usually like to ask also is what's your favorite office so far? And that could be anything at all. My favorite office? Yes. As in what? Uh, place well, work? place of work, yeah. I, I've always wanted to build an office out in, in nature. Yes. And I actually find my, my best work comes when I'm relaxing and doing my hobbies. So I, I try and structure my day in a very different way now. I try and um, work in bursts. 
Yes. I try and get inspired and I don't like to waste any time um, just doing something because for the sake of productivity because I think if I can narrow the amount of time I um, spend putting pen to paper or email, um, emails out or content out and use the rest of the time developing solid strategy yes. then my implementation is a lot stronger and it has more impact. I think it's very, very easy to make your ego feel good by doing X amount of hours yep. and things like that. But, you know, some of the most successful people I've seen time and time again, they take that time to do an hour or two meditation before they start. And you think, oh, that's just a waste of time, you know, surely. But no, absolutely, it makes the productivity massive. And yep. your, your reach, I think you start to attract, attract uh, the right collaborators and all of a sudden there's not one of you, there's 10 of you and there's exactly. 10 of you. Exactly. Uh, it's uh, great fun and it's going to you know, ripple further. Yeah, no, uh, especially like the whole aspect of sharing energy. Like you said, you're usually a reflection of, of, of what you give to the world. So if you're very mm. positive and, and like you said, sharing yeah. and, and, and like the can-do mm. thing, that is very much reflected in other people as well. If you're super negative, that's usually exactly what you will get back. Yeah, and it helps them grow so much. It's like recently I done a, I was actually advised to do a Reiki course. And I, yes. done, I done the first um, level, and I'm a level one Reiki practitioner uh, because it helps you kind of uh, strip away negative beliefs. Um, so that that's been a, a fantastic way of realizing the power of the mind. Yes. Um, so the the more kind of I strip away, the more I am of myself, really. So we share some of the ideas of, of Reiki, and uh, which can sometimes around healing it can be about energy. Uh, well, what's some of your key takeaways from the fundamentals that you've learned so far? Yeah, I'd say one of the most important things is when when you feel fear for something or you don't want to change something, that's usually the thing that you need to change the most. It's probably one that's holding you back the most. It doesn't have to be done in that order. It's just what I'm saying is don't... Um, don't sweep it under the carpet. Um, even to the point of exercise, like sometimes people use exercise or adrenaline activities that look really, really positive from the outset, but they're doing that to sustain the adrenaline cycle of the stress yes. line around their body. So I think if you've gone into it with a positive mindset, you're probably going to do less damage to your body, you're going to push yourself less, and you can have a genuine happiness out yes. of it rather than that addictive nature. Uh, you should want to repeat things because you want to rather than yep. I feel yep. I need to. Um, so yeah I think uh, working through like I look forward to if I feel some sort of blockage now I just sit with it in the present moment don't um, I don't see it as a, a sign of weakness to just sit there and express it uh, give it the time don't brush it away uh, give it all the love it needs and um, something I've struggled with until recently is accepting it yes. like, oh you know you should accept it and it, it disappears and I thought well no because I'm a proactive person that's not really it never used to be in my vocabulary oh okay you're feeling this way or something's this way you're just going to accept it uh, without trying to change it that's surely giving up no it's not because I think what you actually do is giving it love accepting forgiving yourself realising you're not that thing and then all of a sudden that limitation melts away and what you're really accepting is your true self, which is obviously infinitely abundant. Yes. And then the breakthrough happens. So it is scary up until that point, but you keep pushing through and uh, the rewards are fantastic. Like, of course, there's going to be at the, the limit of when you're just about to change, there's going to be a lot of resistance because subconscious wants to keep it to the program. Yes. It's amazing at keeping to the program and that's fantastic, but them stuck programs are no good. Yeah, well, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah I mean, 
the whole aspect that you say, like the, the aspect of energy, and sometimes we can share energy as well. Yeah. Often without wasting energy mm. as well. I mean, think about like a candle that lights another candle. Often with energy, mm. that's how it, how it feels. How how do you distribute your energy throughout a, a normal day? Do you have any like favorite uh, things that you do in the day? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things is I'm mindful of how I make people feel now. I used to think it was more about how I felt, and yeah, of course it is, but like, when I was doing this, the Reiki course, little um, things that, obviously, from a scientific background, I just didn't come across, actually, to be honest, which I was surprised, but then, let's say there's two pendulums swinging in the clocks uh, next to each other. Over time, they were synchronized to each other, which is amazing, and you think, okay, well, and usually it goes to the, the, let's say, two people together. Usually it goes to the, the, the synchronicity begins with the, the person that's vibing off the highest. Yes. If you maintain yourself, you're watering that garden every day, you're going to bring everybody else, like, you know, it's like rising tide raises all ships. Yes. Um, so that's one of the things I'm, I'm mindful. I'm mindful of leaving um, kind of a really positive vibe in the atmosphere. Um, I make sure that we've got loads of lovely plants and flowers around. There's nice calming music. Yep. Uh, I make sure if there are um, challenges and things like that, um, that uh, we just uh, kind of accept them for what they are and um, see them like a mindfulness technique. Yes, yes. Uh, let them go. Because I think, you know, you can be absolute chaotic patterns of thinking, but if you're not engaging with them, it, it really isn't. Um, people forget there's billions of thoughts going around every every nanosecond in the mind. But, yes. you know, what are we consciously aware of? We, you know, you're not going to get stressed about what we're not aware of. Same thing in life, really. So yes. ritual-wise in my day, I make sure that um, every time that I want a creative breakthrough, that I'm not sitting there trying to intellectually find that. It's not really going to happen. All I'm going to find is, you know, something that might be a little bit more refined, uh, but it's, it won't be a breakthrough. Yeah. So go out in nature, go for walks, uh, might phone someone up uh, that I haven't spoke to for a while. Um, and I, I naturally kind of uh, assess each thing that comes onto my desk. And things do magically kind of appear. It's, it's weird. And the more yeah. I'm in tune of yes and no with the gut feeling, the more the right things arrive. And I find myself uh, really economizing on my time and Great. making it efficient as a result. Yeah, and everyone wins. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I remember I went to a retreat where they had like different zones in the garden, depending on what yeah. kind of thinking you wanted to have, like yeah. creative thinking, if you want to think about like the, the details, more like steel, steel aspects of things, uh, or, or like warm, uh, lots of noise, uh, so yeah, very interesting to see how we align ourselves. Like I said, yeah. Uh, this whole aspect of mirror matching other people. Yeah. So often without thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, we've got the mirror matching, but not only that, but also on a deeper level. Yeah. When you sit with someone, all of a sudden your breathing starts to sink. Yeah. Even down to like the heartbeats. Yeah. It's, it's very strange. And being, uh, coming from the science aspect of things, it's very hard to explain those things. Yeah. It might be not only science behind it, like yeah. as you have identified. Absolutely, yeah. I'm a big believer in the quantum field and yes. how everything is, you know, quantum entanglement, uh, things affect each other. Yeah. And uh, actually, one of the really good perks about, um, since I started uh, on uh, the, the major path to self growth, yes. I've been so delighted with the concept that even if I evolve something in my body or I raise my consciousness or my um, my love for the world and things like that 
that can actually affect millions of people without me doing anything. And, and they might, it might change uh, parts of their DNA that resonate with that. And all of a sudden, they might be inspired randomly that day to, oh, I, I want to try and, uh, you know, grow myself today and yeah. get yeah. better. Yeah. And then particularly if you do that, you know, they say, um, you know, behind every successful man is a strong woman. I think that's because it's synchronizing the energy and you're, you're kind of going from that place of love. And there's so many things possible yes. from that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, just uh, the, the love and just a smile. A smile is for free. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Absolutely. What, what brings out a smile for you in the day? Is it uh, the, the new daughter, or is it something else? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. No, she's definitely a big source of joy, but also one of the biggest challenges. Of course. There's <laughs> uh, uh, so many things I've done, but that's uh, nothing's topped that. I think the amount they that need your attention and yes. things like that. But actually, even reframing that, like I used to struggle a bit at the start. I'm sure everyone has a shock to the system of a, yep. a new baby. Um, it's not only the sleep deprivation, it's just that, you know, sometimes you think that you're losing some of yourself, but actually it's not because what it is, and once you reframe it, you, you realize that, you know, this person needs you to do everything and they're, you know, a blank canvas and, I actually, it's made me realize that through the eyes of a child, um, that anything is possible. So it makes you evolve and think, you know, what, why don't I watch more Disney films than what I have to now? Frozen <laughs> <laughs> on every day. I you know, might even prefer, uh, perform on the stage soon. I know the words. Indeed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I find, um, an unbelievable challenge, but the source of joy is huge as well. So, I wasn't exper- expecting to experience the large range of like fluctuations of emotions. <laughs> yeah, and you find new new sides of yourself, and also with your partner as well, as you yeah. try to assimilate and, and grow as as a family unit. Mm. Yeah, uh, very very interesting indeed. Yeah, now I've got two uh, teenagers. That's yeah. another stage of life, <laughs> uh, which uh, can be joyful and and frustrating at the same time as well. Yeah. I, I find it's tough tough to be in, in the new generation like the whole generation uh, Z yeah uh, yeah people well if you cluster massively people that are a, a few years younger than us yeah uh, they, they have a very different world that they're growing up mm. into than we had yeah um, yeah definitely I noticed that as well even I've got a younger brother he's 19 um and um, yeah, he's entrepreneurial as well, uh, which would be exciting, yes. definitely. Um, but yeah, no, I think it is a different world that he's grown up in. Definitely, I remember all sorts. I mean, you can definitely go out on the street when I was younger and, um, you know, do that. But I don't think it's as safe now. I think it's much more difficult for people to focus because there's so many distractions. Yes. I think sometimes it's not good to have instantaneous access to, you know, a variety of different things at once. Yeah. Yeah, it's extremely non-productive actually yeah I mean per- personally if if I had no business use at all of all my social media yeah uh, I could personally just turn it off completely and never have it again yeah. I, I don't need social media in my life I use it for business yeah. uh, and to interact with other people mm-hmm. but per se to, to just consume it that's not really my thing yeah. um, how do you feel about social media and, and the space in your life 
Yeah, I think it's definitely got a lot to answer for. I think there's definitely room for innovations within the sector. And uh, my brother's actually working on something um, that is kind of um, it's a proper social media, potentially. Because yes. um, I think most social media is kind of anti, anti-social. anti But yep. it plays on that weakness, really. It's just like, um, you know, society is, it has been guilty of gearing people up to have to buy something to feel better. Yep. And that goes back to your emotions as well. Like, I'm, if I want to achieve something, I first, nowadays anyway, I make sure my emotions are right first and I actually, you know, I'm passionate enough and I, I decide what feelings I want and I concentrate on them. So okay. I don't really make business plans anymore. Like, okay, yeah, maybe during the phase. But in the onset, I sometimes don't know what new sectors I'm going to be involved in because they all attract to me based on what I want the outcome to be rather than to get somewhere that I wasn't sure I wanted to go or yes. just, you know, be crazy getting there and it feeling empty and lonely um, so I'm, I'm very big on that yeah I've seen you've been sharing quite a lot recently also around like uh, <laughs> goal setting uh, I also yeah. shared that also on some other podcasts yeah. uh, high level thinking there mm. Like you said, like to, to plan, to not plan, yeah. uh, a destination or, or undefined, uh, mm-hmm. then got like smart goals, etc. What's your attitude and thoughts around goals? Yeah, I think goals are essential. I still use goals. I just make sure they're framed in the right way. Uh, I make sure that I know definitely my reasons why. And usually I see a pattern. So I see, well, can I add it to my uh, emotional portfolio, let's say. So if it ticks uh, X number of boxes, I find that I can do that thing with passion. And normally when you do it with a passion, things unfold for you, I think. So I I still set a lot of goals. I have loaded to-do lists. Um, But I I don't hold myself massively to account with all of um, the the outcomes. It's all about the journey. And obviously, outcomes are normally hidden within the journey as well. So sometimes this is a, you know, I'm a believer of this gift in the pain. Like when I went through my mental health challenges, depression, OCD, anxiety, I actually, it forced me to repair myself more than I would have if I didn't have it. Yes. And obviously, it's prompted me to share the recovery with people. And now I've got really interested in sharing what it feels like, because I felt more and more recently what it feels like to live your true self. I think, wow, that's that's quite addictive. I want everyone to feel that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know also from having a, a good life experience, you really want to share it with as many as possible. Yeah, um, definitely. But sometimes it's really hard to translate your feeling to someone else yeah. or a journey that you might or might not have taken to get to where you are. Um, yeah, yeah. That's why we're all learning every day. Yeah, no, definitely. Absolutely. That's, that's a good one. Um, right, so... What are you working on at the moment? Where, where can people find out more about you? And, and, uh... yeah, so we've got, uh, obviously, the family office has a website, uh, uh, thecarterfamilyoffice.com, uh, where we've got an overview of the sectors we're involved in, yep. um, such as uh, property, funding, banking and commodities. And obviously, um, a large part of what we're doing, we're looking to give back as well. So I'm quite excited to see where that takes us and um, obviously the self-growth and giving back in that way yes. you know, giving the gift of um, someone uncovering themselves is amazing as well so I want to continue the inspirational thing and I think the business um, uh, fits in quite well it's not like I potentially want to be a role model but I think you know it's worse things you can be I mean if yeah, you inspire people with you know people don't just want money out of life they want um, to feel good about it 
Um, some someone might be much happier with less money, with less responsibilities. There's always a, a whole spectrum of things. Someone the, might not want the drawdowns of carrying loads of property assets. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, s- s- simple life in the countryside. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it is very much a simple life for me, but creating some sort of impact. So I'm now kind of living what I set out to do. You know, it's one of the reasons we you know, formed the family office to drag the heritage into the current and yeah. also project it into the future. Uh, so yeah, exciting things. Yeah, fast forward 10 years. Are you still in the same place or somewhere else? Oh, I've no idea. I, I, <laughs> I, I definitely want to increase my reach. Yes. And, and I want to, want to be deciding where I can uh, spend capital and also spend my time as well and help as many people as possible. And I think during that 10 years, it could look so different as well. Um, and you never know, once you're on that, uh, that kind of pure path, let's say, I don't really know what's going to turn up, but yeah. I know it's going to be good. So that was 10 years into the future, going back 10 years. Where were you 10 years ago? What were you, what were you up to? 10 years ago, yeah. So 23, um, 23 years old, roughly. Um, I was in the automotive kind of uh, industry. I used to uh, build uh, old Porsches, take them apart. And um, I was just beginning my journey. I had a a number of other companies as well, the food and gifts uh, by that stage. And I was also um, a landlord and things like that. So it was definitely um, not a trial and error because I like to build things up in a part of a kind of a portfolio. Uh, but I learned so much during them years and I learned how to control my emotions more um, and I, I think I was um, kind of started out very, very enthusiastic and then I hit a load of, uh, not not immediately, yes. I hit some kind of uh, challenges and roadblocks but I think that's because I was neglecting how I was feeling and then I was uh, obviously went through them, come out the other end with a lot more enlightenment and a, not, a lot more of the reasons why. Yep. I think I started business excited and then sometimes you can maybe not lose a reason why but obviously um, that becomes a, a massive part rediscovering that purpose and knowing where you eventually want to end up potentially as well yes and so I was just refining and testing everything uh, my creativities and seeing what resonated and dropping things and uh, picking things up the good thing it seems to work quite well oh yeah I, I hope so yeah but I, I think it's just a uh, for me, every um, kind of uh, ending and uh, completion is just, um, I don't even think it's a new beginning. I think it's just an ever-continuing cycle. Yeah. yeah. I used to shoot for perfection. And that's one of the things that I'd say uh, to people, don't do that. I think go for excellence. Yes. Definitely. I think perfection is what you can maybe look back on and think, yeah, that turned out quite perfect. But never in the process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I <laughs> think if you go for perfection, you will never... Yeah, they get started and never get ready. Well, yeah, I had a huge fear, particularly with the OCD. I was like, oh, what's the point of expanding this? Because, you know, unless I touch everybody, uh, what's the point? But actually, you can touch loads of people by going the opposite direction yeah. and being your true self. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as long as you're true to yourself, there's at least one person that you're serving. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, on the podcast. Uh, if people like to follow you and on any of the social media, which is your own preferred one? 
Yeah, so um, I'm looking to expand my Instagram as well. Yep. Um, I'm actually uh, looking at releasing a book quite soon. Uh, like quotes it. book. Yep. Uh, kind of a journey from darkness to light with not many other words, just my quotes as uh, like in real time, chronological order. Great. I think that's kind of the first. Um, but yeah, that would be great. So that's uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, forward slash uh, Luke Carter official uh, for my updates or LinkedIn. Yep. Um, uh, Luke Carter 07 and uh, obviously the website carterfamilyoffice.com great okay perfect and uh, thank you so much for coming across the city and joining us on the podcast Invest in You today so special message from Charlie mm-hmm. uh, he loves when people are uh, rating sending in questions or reviewing so yeah feel free to come back any last thoughts to the to the world yeah, I think I just encourage people to be brave and go with their passions. I think um, all too often we're conditioned in this world to kind of, uh, you know, if you go for your dreams, you might sacrifice stability, you might sacrifice this or that. But I don't think you can ever do because w- w- when when you're living from your true self, you're you're living you're you're in a race, but you're you're not racing anybody. You're you're basically running a race. Yeah, and everyone's in a different place. Exactly, you so can wind yourself you. up as well, which is not ideal. Yes. Yeah, there's only, there's only one you, so um, you just got to follow your passions, be brave, and be persistent. Really. Perfectly. Yeah. So on that note, thank you very much for tuning in, and all the best from Frederick and Luke. Bye bye for now.